Hi, guys, I'm Brian Kelly. Hi, I'm Jessica Elliston. Hey, fans, I'm Damon Jolliffe. This is both Tomor, and you're listening to the Titans and Zone Podcast. The fans, the fans in the freaking stadium. Let's go. Let's go. All right, welcome back to another week of the Titans Fan Zone Podcast. We've got a different structure coming up for everyone and all of our listeners going forward. Um, we've, we've reached out to a few of you. We've heard, um, not to say that what we previously did was was bad but what we want to do is um we want to take this stuff to a new level so welcome to uh phase one of new show structure um dane can't be with us today so i do have a co-host that's going to lead us through um the next 30 minutes which is uh tammy who is our regular um other host but um we'll be cutting through and we do be doing a bit of um dissection of this week's game talking about some new recruits and also some injury stuff but also then we'll cut through and um george is going to take us through her her thoughts of the game and three two ones after that so um without further ado hello tammy hello hey um yeah interesting game um last week you went down to the club um, as well and went and watched it yes. with the team yeah how was the how's the mood at the club um it was good I guess like when we first got there we were like in a very good position um because yep. um I finished work early because the kickoff was at 4 30 so we got there about five o'clock so we had started very well um yep. which was really good um so look lots of people there not as many as on a couple of previous like my first time there was a lot more there but still really great that um fans are coming down to the club and watching it on the big screens it's actually a different atmosphere um on those screens rather than looking at a tv screen um so you have that full energy of the game because it's you know you're watching almost like a full field if you're watching it at a game so yeah, it was good um so it was you know it's the energy of what a game can be so yeah and it's um, for those of you that don't know, um, the club at Parkwood, um, the fan zone has been helping organise through Lisa um, at, to come down and view the game with other fans um, and watch it live at the at Parkwood, the club the, where the golf club is there. And what happens is is that we set up, we've got a few screens, you can go there, you get a cheap shinny. Um, but yeah, it's a good time. Um, I went there a few weeks ago, um, had a really good sort of climb. Unfortunately, we lost against the Dragons that day, but. Look, it's um, it's fun to be around with everyone and connect. So um, come meet some other some of our um, loyal fans as well when you're there. Now the game was against the Cowboys. You, you you're right. We did start well. Um, Kieran Ford and AJ coming off in 20 minutes really sort of hurt us. Yeah, you could sort of see things. They got a little bit tired towards the end because when you think about it, I mean, they're two 80-minute players only playing 20 minutes each. So that's an extra hour of playtime for who was on our bench. Um, but yeah, yeah. Where, like, where do you see some of the things um, where we sort of fell down after they went off, do you think? I think in like previous times, if we like go Titans have passed, they would have just fallen apart. Um, and they certainly dug deep. Like we we look at everything, but their attack dropped off big time. Um, they're defensively low. Give them one hundred percent credit where it's due. Their defense was incredible. Like I think I was watching something, and I'm like, I think the Cowboys had three or four sets in a row, and they were ten or fifteen minutes out from their line, meters from their line. 
they just brought the um, defence, um, which is really great to see. Um, it is something that, you know, for a lot of years that the Titans have lacked um, when it comes to critical things happening in the game where we do lose players and, like, losing AJ and um, Foz at that time was, could, was you know, detrimental, um, but give them credit. But I think, yeah, just for them, their attack just dropped off, um, you know, in those crucial times where we really needed them to get there, but scoreline could have been very different if they weren't attacking um, defensively. So they did really well. Well, I think they did anyway. I completely agree. It was disappointing, agree. but... I, I, I completely agree. They're, they're, I mean, coming off last week, which was the defence was pretty poor. Like, our attack was red hot, right? But our, our defence was pretty poor. And then there's this, like, shift into sort of a really strong defence. I mean, you look at the try from Val Holmes, that was sort of a bit of a unlucky pass from Boyd and a runaway try. Yeah. I mean, that... You can't really claim that that was a defensive error. I mean, it was more like an attack shape error from um, Boyd, unluckily. Um, and then you had um, that sort of try by their... Um, was it Schuster? I can't, I can't forget. I can't remember who their no, fullback was. was. The young, the young guy who managed to just score that sort of fluky tr- Chester, Tom Chester, who scored that yeah, real yeah. fluky yeah. try where it was sort of juggled and JC tr- couldn't quite get it. I mean, that. Uh, where as soon as you eliminate <laughs> those two, right, it, it's a drawn match. And when you think about it, like they totally. did have some injuries towards the end. And when you see they, they yeah. moved. Um, the they moved who was it uh, Aaron Clark into that 5-8 position where he was defending and you could see yeah. like I think both of their other tries were through that little gap right because they're just the shape yeah. wasn't correct so a- according to that and the effort that they sort of put in around that I mean it was pretty mm-hmm. huge and I thought yeah. to be honest that it was a stand-up performance from a lot of them um, in that moment so and you can and see they, it, they sort of ran out of puff as you said they sort of ran out of puff at like 60 70 minutes and we couldn't really capitalize on that momentum um, which cost no. us I think yeah yeah and I think with that too like you, we always in the past, they they always there was always that fall apart, and you know you, you bring on um, Jaden Campbell, who you know like is electric no matter where he's put on the field, going back into a position that he you know had to sort of make his own and now has to earn back really with AJ. You know he knew what he needed to do, um, but like with Foran's experience though in the center, like in the halves there, like he really has a different control. Um, with the team, which we've seen that has really things that have been implemented and the way the team plays now, there is a different kind of play and structure. And even sometimes when I'm, I watch them and they're going too quick and you're like going, oh, my God, something's going to happen. It actually doesn't happen anymore because yeah. Yeah. somebody or Foz yeah. is calling out going, hey, like, and you sort of all of a sudden somebody moves really quickly and the play happens and a try happens or we've run an extra 20 metres whereas normally we'd, we'd stop and lost the ball or something. So, it you know, they I think that as a lot of Titans fans, like, again, we're disappointed, but there's a lot of pride happening there. Like, there's a lot of commentary coming up to say, yeah, wow, like, this is a different Titans outfit. You know, I don't know who it was the other day said, like, you know, 
may not be a top eight team, but I'm like, come on, like we will get there. <laughs> but they're going to be menacing, menacing to a lot of teams this year. And, you know, that's really nice to hear from commentators who bag us over the years that to have actually a, somebody like that say that, you know, I go, that's fuel for me to say to the boys, they said you're not going to make the top eight. Like you need to prove them wrong. So I, I, I actually, just, I I actually think feeling- we will. I think we will make like that that game, like the way that we, not the way that we won, the way that we lost, right? I I think when you look at it and yeah, some of the narrative that came out straight away was like, even though you lost, you'd be proud to be a Titans fan after watching that game, right? So what you mentioned of JC, I thought was very interesting because with JC, he was always sort of just there on the wings. And when you've got someone like, you know, foreign AJ, and and Boyd, it's it's very difficult to have a full spine, uh, as we've seen, you know, uh, on the field at all times, right? So um, he was always going to have a good run this year at some point, and it looks like he will get a bit of a run in fullback as well. And from when he sort of shot through and knocked the ball back in, and then yeah. <laughs> dodged one, dodged another, he, look. He slipped over on the on the on the set, but I mean, if he didn't slip over, he was away, right? And that would have been a, but it was still oh, yeah, a highlight absolutely. moment. So and I just went, <laughs> yeah, there was a, there was a I, lot of yelling, yeah. a lot of yelling, <laughs> but, but at still, the club, like, it, like, yeah, he he's like now got his moment, right, to sort of shine. I mean, who knows what's going to come out? I mean, you know, uh, Foz might also have another couple of weeks on the sideline and then you've got uh, a need of a 5'8 to fill in the role and then you've got Jaden, AJ and Boyd again to sort of shuffle a bit but I think from what I can gather they've done a lot of training in moving those sort of three around right um, the key thing obviously is that that sort of hooker role which you know um, uh, what's his name Chris Randall has just absolutely yeah smashed it like smashed you know 100 percent yeah. tackle efficiency on 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 the week that was i mean what what else can you ask for really and his service out i think also too and i was i was, I was saying to someone else the other day about how i think he actually brings liu into the game a lot more um and yeah. liu plays that sort of uh ball playing lock where he sort of brings the other forwards in so i think there's a lot of damage uh coming through the center with him there like he doesn't he's not a He's not a dart, like, zippy dummy half where he shoots out a no. dummy half. He's more of just that ball control service, real easy, neat, and then defense. So those sort of elements sort of clicking together, which is what we saw last week, I think it's just grand. And then to, the, the icing on the cake, obviously, um, was uh, Lofi uh, on the weekend. Oh, I that. Yeah. Try machine. Wow. Like, it's, it's just amazing. Like, if you... He was what the top try to do at scoring kick up last year, like averaging mm. minimum two a game. Like, it, you know, and I think he scored the try what in the first five or seven minutes. Like, they were already on the board, yeah, critically in a game that was supposed to be really hard because the Cowboys were really um, heaving for a win, like, and they were at home and they'd had critical losses at home. Mm. You know, he is just. You know, it's one of those things where we're all very critical of what the club does and with plays and stuff like that. But ensuring that we have local development and for what he did last year in Q Cup, mm. 
for him now being on the permanent roster and we've got to be in reality like I thought he would be one where Justin would put him in and go oh you've had a good game like you just you're not ready yet he's killing it like he is getting the work done you know some of his tries I just like get chills because it's like oh my god he's got the ball where is he going to go it's not it's it's just amazing that we have yeah. We have that again, you know, like the David Meads of time, Kevin Gordon, like Anthony Don, like those players. He's our new breed of that type of player who in critical times, the perfect ball pass, you know, and I think that's something too, like Foran passes very well to him or engages and watches the game and AJ as well, like with him just knows the perfect time to get him the ball. Not and just them, just, you miss you miss the key one fun. you missed the key one there too, which is David Fafita, which set him up both times. Oh uh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, sorry. And they, those but, like, yeah, yeah. But, but it's it's exciting because that, how can I say that it? drawing pass from David Fafita to him how he draws the defense I think yeah, Ford's definitely gotten into his head this is how you use your size, right? You draw and pass, which is what Kikau's been brilliant at for years at the Panthers. Of They use him as a decoy yeah. and then he just taps it on or, or they go around him and stuff like that. Mm. But the, but the loafy is what, and what you sort of mentioned about when he gets the ball in his hands. I think there was two or three moments on the weekend where they didn't score but I just watched him just go whooshka and just take off around yeah, the outside, no, yeah. just yeah, step, sure. kick, like, and I just went, what on, like, what on earth is that, you know? Well, and, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's mind-blowing and it, it, and it's exciting because, mm. and I think what I love about it is that we were always predictable, whereas now with him and, like you say, with David, like, totally. the ball. Couldn't agree we, more. We're not predictable anymore. Couldn't agree more. Because, I, like, yeah, we... Yeah. We, we used to always be heavy on one side. Yeah, kick the dog. It's like, okay, <laughs> you know, whatever happens, like AJ runs up the middle like a god, do you know? Like it just, yeah. you go, where's AJ going? But, but then you go, who's following him? Yeah. Is it Rojo when he's not injured? Is it Lofi? Is it, oh, hang on a minute, like there's Fafita, like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and shop and things like that. We've got this energy it's good energy it's good energy and like another another sort of call out i actually noticed um as well and it's sort of those little things that i i sort of noticed but i didn't think like many other people pick up like i i thought mo um had a really good game yeah like really solid he brought some aggression yeah but he he sort of like went a little bit like under the radar and was it sort of really you know like there, it sounded like but I think that game as well he sort of stood up and, and he sort of went toe to toe with forwards and I think there was a bit of like argy bargy yeah. a bit of back chat too so he was sort oh, yeah, of fired like, up yeah I think it was with yeah, uh, Cohen Hess like and Cohen Hess is like yeah. a foot taller than him and he was sort of giving it to him as well so like, I think I think that was good because I mean like I mean Tino's a big guy but he's also to you know a gentleman as well in some regards um but I think we needed that unless mongrel. he's um unless he's like yeah got a moment where yeah. he's like yeah no yeah Sorry, like you're but, in my space but we need but, but yeah that, that was something mm. the grit the, the definitely in the face you know we're not just a just a football team like we're just not there to play they're there to go the intimidation like 
we talk about, you know, podcasts like last year, we need that grit like Greg Bird and, you know, Nate Miles. Birdie. And, you know, oh, even Bailey, like yeah. just... Yeah. You just uh, need, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be a shoulder charge or a big mm. hit. It's just, you need to be like in, you want to intimidate somebody, be in their face because mm. you think you've done the right thing. And you're like, huh, like, no, like, <laughs> that's what they did and that's what they brought on the weekend. And they're, they're very, they are becoming a very different team. It's not, you look at teams like, even if you look at the Panthers, they've got, They've got their way of playing, but there's those players that are in everybody's faces or in that critical moment, and they can laugh at you because you're like, you never see us do it ha- happening, and it just, and then it riles up the team, and the team they're playing at makes mistakes yep. because they've you're just in, the, in your face. It's a style, right? And and I think, oh, yeah. yeah, like like there's a certain style that we're developing, and it is. And I've noticed that we could score tries from anywhere at the moment, which is really, really good. So now I think that focus on defense, we need to sort of plug those holes and then the attack will come, right? So when I sort of going back to, I think we've got potential to be top eight. Like I, I've got pretty fond memories of year, the, the years gone by <laughs> and what we've looked on in years gone by, right? And I think this is still sitting up there as one of the best starts to a a year that we've had in a a long time because usually we've started off and I always have high hopes like high hopes yeah we're gonna do good this year and then by round four or five I'm just like ah sort of mumbling and kicking stones but even though we've won two matches right I I still think that we're still red hot right and you know obviously the the, the storm the, the sorry the the um, what was it? That the Dragons game was a bit like, you know, obviously that was a bit of an anomaly, but we worked that out, came back, beat the Storm. I think obviously those two sort of, those two, uh, the, the mishaps that we had, or not mishaps, but the injuries that we had, obviously we, I, I thought we would have won. If we had kept those two, or at least one, on the park for the rest of the match, I, I think we would have cleaned that I, up. It would have been honest. a very different game. I, totally. I, th- I would have thought that, because were, were we 8-0 when they went off? Yeah. When they both went off in the twenty, yep. so we were already up, yep. and I think that if like either one, I don't think the Cowboys would have. I, 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 would have just, the momentum wouldn't have gotten back in their favour, but also too, I mean, we did also Probably too not. have a small chance of swinging the momentum back at one point where, um, unfortunately, Aaron Shoop, how, shop, sorry. Shoppy had a bit of a moment where uh, he forgot to pass the ball, which was uh, Titans winding back the clock a few years there, which, <laughs> which is, you know, um, yeah, which is a bit of a segue into um, what I wanted to talk about with you as well. Um, a few players uh, or players moved on. Um, Paddy Herbert. So um, thanks for yeah. your uh for, for what you've done for the club, Patty, um, but also too, um, we do have a few new players coming into play. Um, one which is uh, the winger Mamalo, I believe it is, um, and then the other one, I, oh god, his name sort of escapes me. Um, but he's a forward from um, the Warrington Wolves, I believe. So another oh, front rower which we happening. sort of need. I think it was a media. That's not happening. Isn't it? I thought that was happening. No, not happening anymore because oh. um, that, there was an article about because that was potentially going to be 
uh, Super League swap between us and Warrington, and they've come out and said no, and it looks like Paddy's not going to Warrington, could potentially be going to Catlin Dragons. And that was the article that George read this morning. Oh, okay, so that's new news. Yeah, because I thought they already paid the piper and it was all happening and everything like that. Wow. So, well, I think it was in the works. I mean, I think that was the, oh, we might be getting this person, and then all of a sudden they said goodbye to Patty, and we're like, oh, do we put two and two together? But um, I'm pretty sure that Georgia and I, or I read an article earlier today saying that it wasn't, it's not happening now. So, mm. um, okay. So, oh, don't know if I, yeah. Interesting. But yeah, mm. but, but then we've, you know, we've got uh, Mamalo. Um, here yes. so I mean that's an interesting pickup. up obviously he's sort of recovering from an injury or whatnot, but does bring a bit, yeah. bit of um, yeah seniority to the wingers um, which we have you know your, your loafies but like I mean we do have Sami as well that's in that's you know he's yeah. he's a vet he's played Origin um, as well I'm pretty sure he's played international footy too so um, where that sort of this comes junior, in, these sort of bets, whether, whether, you know, there's always sort of one on the park or one in the mix or something like that, or both of them to sort of bring that experience and training down um, is quite interesting. Or uh, like, you know, are we a bit skinny in the centers or is there something we don't know about maybe? So Titans, yeah, I know this gets uh, broadcast around the club. If there's something that we don't know, <laughs> Please, like, let us drop the bombshell. Just, just text Tammy. Yeah, wink, just, wink, nuts, yeah nuts, text nuts, Tammy. Yeah. She's on the down low. Um, yeah. But yeah, and then um, injuries. Uh, what's the update with the injuries? Um, so as of Monday, so obviously coming off the game, everything for AJ and Foz. So um, AJ has a grade two hamstring um, strain. So what's thought to be six to eight weeks um, is only going to be up to four weeks. So it's not as bad as first initially thought. So he did post on socials the other day that um, scans are good. So that was a good sign. So he's um, potentially, um, you know, going to recover a little bit quick, um, which is really good on that sense. Um, Foz has a grade two calf strain. Now in something here in the injury sort of article it said that you know he's never really he hasn't had calf injuries for years so obviously with this it's not really sure what's happening um but he said out for three weeks I did read before I came on today that it's looking good that he's trying to get fit potentially for the Dragons game yeah but not really sure, but I mean at least with this with him having calf strain with the bump to his knee maybe this like 10 days off may be good for injuries and, you know, hopefully resting that knee. Cause I mean, he'll play, he'll, he'll play. Like, knee, knee yeah. So yeah. So that's good with him. Um, looking Jam at other so Jojo. Oh, huh? jo- yeah. Jojo. Is he, is he back? Um, Jojo, so he'll be returning from a medial knee injury. So his progress progression is really good to be fit. Um, and hopefully he'll be back for either the Dragons game or our next home game. Um, so he's recovering. But he, um, again, from the article, it said that he um, had a bit of a run um, and that was looking good for him to actually, you know, come off that knee injury. So that's good news for Jojo. 
um, Jimmy, like um, Jam Jam Joel, yeah. um, your face. Surgery. Um, so he's, he's had surgery, but his um, wounds have healed really well. Um, so he'll be back in, he'll, he's going to be starting his recovery. Um, so all those wounds have sort of started. So he'll be back in or he's doing his recovery. Um, both surgery went well, which I don't, most people would have seen that update. So he seemed to be, um, you know, everything went well for him, but I guess with him, we're not going to see him till next year, but no, you know, always when surgery goes well. You know, fingers crossed, but again, we're not expecting to see him back until 2024. Yeah. Um, Sam Verrills, which yeah, he was know, on, like the, um, on the footy show the other day. Um, yeah, but yeah. I didn't, yeah, he sort of brushed over um, his injury, yeah, but like, um, a, yeah, what's what's the they're what's waiting the for his that? they're waiting for his um wounds, or obviously, where he's had his surgery to heal, yeah. so they haven't actually quite healed yet. So once they're healed, he'll start his recovery as well um um so that's quite good um and one that's not one of our top 30 or one of our like keno kenny had a bit of a um um hip or something wasn't it yeah the last but he has been named this weekend um for the game against burley so um it looks like they'll probably make a decision right up until game day but it seems to be okay but that's Pretty much all, and I mean our club favourite, who you know devastating injury for Aaron Booth last year. Um, he actually um, the other day had his first sort of recovery run on the field mm. after his horrible injury back in round twenty one last year. Um, but he, you know, like if anybody who's following the Titans on Facebook or Instagram, check it out. He actually did a video and it like all the different things and he said it actually felt really good and it's all because of the pre recovery that he has actually come done prior to actually stepping back on the field. Um, so it looks like his recovery is actually going really well, but I think the club and he wants to make sure that he is 100% ready before he actually um, gets back in on the field. So, but that's pretty much our injuries at the moment. Not yeah. so bad, but you know, some good news coming out of the scans from Foz and AJ. Um, so I think yeah, they gave him a. I think they gave Boothie a, a new bionic leg. Like it's better than the last one. Uh, I think so. Yeah. So because it's got but an yeah, extra, no. it's got an extra kick ass button on it where you can just press a button and it actually sort of just goes and boots some ass. So no, it was really good to yeah. see. It was like it was really you know nice to sort of see him on the park and running around. So. That's um, yeah. a really, really good sign. And, you know, uh, what he's doing around the club has been great. And what the club's done as well as rallying around him, I think, just, yeah. you know, I think from a club perspective, it's great to see that people sort of gathering, like, you know, get, getting around him and sort of doing these things. Because I know historically we're sort of, you know, thrown previous players into the into the woods. Um, in a few cases, not so much just injury, but just that. But I mean, like having that sort of like family mentality and, and, and everything like that. Um, I think that's a very strong culture to build off, and and what will bring future players to the club. When you have that sort of mentality, it was just like, oh well, you know, I know that there's a club that actually really cares about my welfare, right? And and what's yeah. a, what's happened with Boothie, I think, has been a very great show of respect and sign of change too so yeah and i think that's that's something that the players are trying with the rlpa to actually encourage the nrl put into place for players who do have critical injuries like that and things that sometimes they are off the field for 12 months or more Mm. like you look at ryan pappenhausen from the storm like 
he hasn't played a game because of his critical injury. He had to go to the United States to re- and like to do his recovery because we don't have the yeah. the systems or the um, I guess the I don't know like the um, medical side of things to actually heal that injury properly. Like you, we we're losing players because we don't we can't help them and. You know, and that's a shame. So, you know, it is really, like you say, it's kind of changed the club, like the Titans have actually really stepped up to show, well, we have faith in him, so we're going to look after him. So mm. um, moving forward, hopefully the NRL actually does the same, you know, and has something set up in place for, you know, those players that we lose. You know, like sometimes we lose some really good players when they're so young when they had futures in the game, but because of critical injuries and because there wasn't support, we lose them completely. So, yeah. yeah. Time for Yeah. Um, okay, the next point of call. I'm gonna sort of do um, with Tammy now. Um, she's done some, she's done some around the grounds. We might have to get a little intro for you for this. But we want to sort of oh, no, talk about really. talk about some um, talking about Keanu Kinney and, and and whatnot as well. We want to sort of do a little bit of a chat and bring to you uh, what's happening in Q Cup, um, particularly around uh, sort of Titans in focus. But you know who's like what's happening at the sort of park footy level, um, which is actually sort of really starting to burst into a lot of sort of news. I mean, there's there's also chat of like you know we even put a bid in for New South Wales Rugby League, which was huge i thought that was a that was a big move but i mean anyway but um coming on so what's um what are our updates here tam um i guess we're looking at this weekend because obviously we the titans have a buy so you do have the local derby against both our feeder clubs which is burley and tweed this weekend so we actually have 10 of our titans players um lining up this weekend um and i guess in the when we look at things because we've um, Foz and AJ are down. This is time for, you know, Toby Sexton and Tom Weaver to actually, as it as in the article says, audition to Justin Holbrook and, you know, to maybe bring them back in the fold just to sort of get us through those critical games until AJ and Foz come back. So that's sort of what's happening. That game is at 3.15 on Saturday. Um, it is down at Pigabean, down in Tweed Head. So Titans members, if you do... If you are members, you actually get entry, free entry into the um, to the game. So go down and support them and um, support our um, players and things like that. So that's sort of what's happening. Like it was interesting. I did have a quick look um, that um, on for Tweed, um, Paolo debuted for them, which is a new signing for the Titans. But um, one of our old favourites, well, it was one of George's favourite players, Tyrone Roberts actually played for um, Tweed um, last weekend as well. So, which is great to see really? that. Yeah. Our, yeah. Yeah. So our, you know, retired players are still in our community, which is great. Um, and I think, you know, Tweed and the Tweed Heads and Burley Bears, like they really do have a very big community base when it comes to NRL on the Gold Coast. Um, even their girls' teams, their girls' teams are wicked. Like, you know, Big Red, who plays for us for um, Titans NRL, they plays for Tweed. And, you know, some, their teams are doing really well. And, um, you know, get out into our communities. Like, if you can't 
you know, when we don't have football on or the way and there's games in Tweed or games at Burley, go down and support our local teams because some of our boys do play, you know, things like um, Tremaine Spry, who we all know had, you know, a horrible, horrible um, injury last year, who is now playing rugby again, which you wouldn't think from, you know, a king high shot as they do, you know, which ends in either tragic circumstances or they never able to recover. He's actually playing football again. So it's exciting to see things like that happen for the Titans and our community teams. And, you know, we need to get out there and support them because they support us as Titans. So, you know, they are, you know, that's what, you know, with the host plus that's happening this weekend. And I think there's a few other games. There's heaps of games. Like they they must be as with them, they're all playing their grades. So they're all playing like Tweed and Billy are all playing all the different grades and different times got, over I've the got, weekend. I've got so. the draw here. So we've got... Uh, so Seagulls and Bears, which is Saturday, 1st of April at 4.15pm. Um, that is Tweed Heads time, which is New South Wales time. But just so you know, that's the last day, which is Saturday. And then Daylight Savings is over. Um, and then we've got Pride versus Blackhawks. Uh, that's in Cairns. Fal- Falcons versus Clydesdales, which is Sunshine Coast. Then we have the Magpies and Devils, which is uh, Logan. And then we have Cutters, Car- Capras, uh, Mackay, Tigers and Jets. And then um, also to um, the Dolphins, not Dolphins in the NRL, but the Redcliffe Dolphins, the real Dolphins, should we say it, um, versus yeah, the um, Wynnum Manly Seagulls up at Redcliffe. So... Yeah, so there is some good games. And, and when you look at this sort of lineup um, in terms of the Host Plus Cup, I mean, yeah, you've got some, you know, you've got some pre, you've got some NRL players sort of in this team. I mean, you've got Toby Sexton at halfback, Terrain Spry, as you mentioned, Jalen DeGroote, who there's a lot of wraps around at fullback. Um, and then you've got uh, Cleese Haas as well playing second row. This is for obviously the Seagulls. Um, and Sam Mack um, in at lock. Uh, you've got a sort of yeah. few others familiar. Is Bert Luke Burton? Is that Burton Burton's son? I don't yeah. know. There could be, but and also one that sort of flagged as well. Um, talking to Steve Mitchell and a few things, they do have wraps around um, Oscar Bryant, who is on the bench at number eighteen as well. So he's uh, apparently a bit of an up and coming. Keep an eye on um, from what I've heard. So. Lots of things come from this game, but then you're obviously too, you've got the um, Burley Bears side of things as well, which is, you know, you got Carpare and then Keanu, Keanu, Keanu Kinney. Is that is he Keanu? Is it like Keanu Reeves? Is he like John Wick, the, the fourth? I thought it was Keanu. I like, Keanu. I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to call him John Wick anyway. Um, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> Pat Politini and then Jacob Alec as well. So there's a few sort of popular names here and you do get always get a really good match, um, Park Footy and a few yeah. rust on players. So um, really sort of good to see. But yeah, um, I think it'll be a good matchup, particularly down in Tweed. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so... That's for the Q Cup. Um, also, too, just quickly, um, as we move on from there, um, bit of news this morning about how the NRLW uh, contract negotiation windows opened up this morning. Yeah. This morning, we a bit of light on that. 9am. Yeah, pretty exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I, he- I had, like, all I heard was that that's what happened, but I don't know if there, anything's happened. Like, I haven't seen anything. So it'll be interesting to see what's happened with you know, our, our team, because 
I feel that in the couple of years that we've been in the competition, they recruited well. We've got some really great players and hopefully we can maintain that. So that'll be really good. But I haven't heard anything other than they opened the window this morning. Yeah, right. So, that would be, um, yeah. it'd be, it'd be great to see, um, Polide, uh, Georgia Hale, hopefully she resigns. Um, I don't know if she's still in the area, um, but also too. She's, then not, have... she's with Sam. Sorry? She's, over, she's in the UK with Sam. Oh, she's in the UK with Sam. So, yeah, unfortunately lost her. Um, big sort of part of our sort of centre playing lock there. Um, but we've got Steph. Hopefully she's goes for another year. I mean, like, she's an absolute veteran, but playing some of her best oh, footy. She's so, yeah, I mean, sort of a few names there. They keep convincing her. <laughs> they go, and it's funny. They keep convincing her. Go, I think her second year, our new coach, that, um, who is, um, where is she? The women's coach, Karen Murphy, said to her, are you sure? Do you want to, are you sure you want to retire? And, you know, and like, and give her credit where it's due. She's electric. And when she scores those try that ball, I feel sorry for the ball, really, because, like, once she gets over that line, the ball's gone, really. Yeah, um, But, know. yeah, it'd be exciting. She's still playing because she has brought in, she's been playing for many years. She brings in, you know, a wealth of experience, a wealth of support for the girls and everything like that. So fingers crossed and like big red too. Like, you Jessica know, Ellison, Jess, yeah. You know, she, yeah. She's a big part of that so club, bit, bit of a character. Nothing. Yeah, and um, yeah, there's nothing you know, on there at the moment. So. Karina Brown, who is our number one uh, signing, oh, yeah. so number one. So uh, if, yeah, I'm not sure sort of where these at, but it would be really good to sort of see where this sort of comes out. Um, also too, another, I, I believe I saw was at the start of the, the, the launch, um, media to come out of around the netball. Um, did I see that the other day? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, a lot of yeah. sort of stuff happening. As Dane mentioned, you can get discount tickets if you are a member of the NRL um, mm-hmm. Titans membership. You can get out there, join yeah. that. Um, I'm pretty pumped. I'll definitely go and watch um, one of the netball games this year, uh, the Sapphires and the Rubies, I believe it is. So going there and just supporting yeah. your Titans. So if you are in the Gold Coast and you do want to support any football team netball team who knows we might even take up a basketball team next um depends on well there's word on the street yeah i know there's the thing about the yeah the new basketball team on the gold coast so um steve mitchell um the the gold coast place was a very good team very much and when they sort of it was a bit sad because they, they just didn't have the um members or had the behind it but mm. you know like you never know but this whole this this sporting brand right that can be the titans and can diversify in this sort of area i mean you, you know you've got one ceo you've got one general manager you've got like you know these sort of elements that you know which is probably you know enough that as someone as skilled as steve mitchell as a sports administrator can take on as a CEO and you're looking at the sort of sponsorships you're connecting into the community but being a Titan supporter you could support a number of different sports and you you align basically a city with one Mm. sporting brand it's yeah, it's not. It's not that dumb. I think it's a pretty clever move, to be honest. Not so, stupid at all. Yeah, it, it does make one hundred percent sense. So yeah, yeah, no, definitely. 
Um, so we're not doing any bold predictions this weekend. Um, we're not doing, unfortunately, any other things because we've still got another week and then we're going to have this other game. But, yeah, but we will be coming um, around the bend. Um, but yeah, thanks, Tammy. That was good. Feel good? Feel proud to be yes. Titan? I'm proud to be Titan. It's good to be here. Um, but yeah. Um, um, just a little thing. I don't know if you want to put this in, but if you are a Titans member and you're listening to this, um, we did receive an email today about our away games with the Dolphins and the Broncos. So check out that email about um, going up and supporting the boys um, for those games. So that email has come through today. So check out that if you if you want to go join them. Hell yeah. I want to go watch them. Hell yeah. I definitely do. Especially if we're going to kick their ass, which I really want to. Really want to. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, thanks, Tam. Uh, we're going to cut now to um, our chat with Georgia and Georgia's 3 2 1s. Uh, see you later, Tammy. We'll cut into our next segment. Bye. See ya. Bye. Bye. Hello, Georgia. Um, Hi. <laughs> how, how are you? How, how was how was your um how weekend after the or during the game? Not good. Not good. It was not it was not a good afternoon after that. Yeah. Ruined, kind of ruined the mood, but it's fine because the boys played the best that they could, but it could be better. That's just the basics. Uh, I I thought we did good considering. The, the players that we lost, obviously Kieran Foran and AJ, yeah. key attack weapons. We sort of were a little bit rudderless there, like towards the end. I thought we we almost had that upper hand and then we just sort of couldn't ice it, unfortunately. Yeah. And then that one, like, I mean, a couple of their tries were, I thought, pretty lucky. Like the one where Boyd sort of threw it wide and Val Holmes sort of ran off and got it. Yeah. And that last try was just like, what on earth was that? So. No, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Well, any, anything sort of stand out for you on the day, on the, on, on the game? Well, it wasn't. Well, they all just played in sync with each other and it was only after like AJ and Foran that went off that we kind of just lost our structure. It was like when we lost Sam V the other week to mm. his knee or his mm. collarbone, sorry. Um, but, yeah, it's hard losing your key players that you've trained with and that you know your structure with and then mm. losing them and then losing your structure, which is hard for the boys. But the thing is, we've got the people to back them up. Yeah. And they need to step up into those roles in order to bring the win against the Red V this week. Well, next week. Next Next week. week. Next week. week. Oh, we've got a week off. Yeah, week off. Yeah. um, Yeah, so we'll get to rehash what next week looks like next week. But for that, I I totally agree with what you're saying, to be honest. And I think because we are such an attack-focused uh, team, when our attack, like when we don't have our like our, our momentum and foot on the throat mm. going forward, it just sort of invites the team back in. I think because we're yeah. so good at sort of keeping that pressure on. 
Yeah, of course. But like saying that we're like we are majorly an attack team, but within the last six months, we've deferred from being an mm. only attack team to being both an attack and a defense team because we were a bit offhand at the end of last year with our defense. But within the last four games, we've shown that we do have a defense. It's just those key areas that we need to like target in order to make sure that we don't see the same result as last week. Did you? Yeah, I noticed the defense was actually really good. Um, yeah. Of that, like, I, like last week, it was even though it was twenty four twelve. I mean, it, it the def, like that the, those two tries were were lucky, right? To be honest. Yeah. I thought they were lucky tries, um, only yeah. just due to injury and, and whatnot. But um, mm. no, no, good, very good. Uh, so, without further ado, let's jump in. <laughs> All right, so award not award time. So let's get you three, two, one. So starting from start, let's start from the top. What do we got, Georgia? Do you want to start from the top or from the bottom? Do you want to start oh, with three or do you want well, to start with well, one? Well, it depends what the top is and what the bottom is, right? Well, let's start. Let's start from the bottom then. All right. So I had number three as Fafita. The Ooh. non-injured one, by the way. The non-injured one. <laughs> David people. Fafita. Yeah. David Fafita. Um. He's improved. Like, a lot of people still give him crap from the last couple of weeks. Be like, oh, like, you should be using him like this. You should be using like, using him like this. The Titans know how to use him. Yeah. And this is the thing. Um, he played 80 minutes, which yeah. when I found out that, I was quite surprised that I was just like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, He's been doing quite well with his runs for the last few weeks, like, considering how he did that. Um, pass off to his cousin Jojo like mm-hmm. two weeks ago yeah. and then he's done like some magic for the last couple of weeks too but he's been a good runner for the last couple of weeks but he also ran almost 200 meters last game huge huge which is huge yeah um he was the second most like he was the second highest tackle efficiency in the team wow um, for that week, which was really good. Um, got, yeah, Chris Randall, I think, got first or something like Chris that. Chris Randall yeah, was the highest. Yeah, 100% or something. Yeah. <laughs> which is, can't be that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was 97 point something percent. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's he's not taking the negatives into his gameplay. He's making sure that he's listening to Justin and he's making sure that he can use his ability on this team to ensure that we have a safe defense and we also have that person that we can tuck the ball to to get over. Totally. And and, and just on those couple of passes um, to Lofi as well, that no-look pass was like... like yeah. A wizard, it's wizardry. crazy how... I know. So not only is he a big guy, but I think that left edge is really suiting him quite well as like you know i know we've yeah always, we're, yeah we've always had firmware over that left edge over the past few years but i think mm. the left edge just definitely suits him a lot better uh, yeah especially with bow gone it's good to have him on that left edge because yeah. it means that he's matched up with loffy yeah especially yeah um but it means that he's on the side that he prefers and the side that he can do the most damage on well, it's a well-deserved number three. Uh, mm. So, I mean, how are we going to top this? What's number two? <laughs> who is number two? Um, who is number two? Um, so I put Chris Randall as number two. Cause, Amazing. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's, like, 
considering how I sort of gave him a bit of crap last week, he's <laughs> definitely stepped up into that number nine role. I wasn't really the biggest fan of him. I was always a bit skeptical on why he why he was brought onto the coast, but I can see why because when we lose our vital number nine, who isn't Aaron Clark, Sam Mack, or mm. Sam V, mm. he's the person that we go to to perform and he's the person that we can go to to have a high tackle efficiency and having the most tackles in a week yeah yeah he also he also played 80 minutes as well yeah and i thought he did like an incredible job like that that you know that pretty much perfect tackling he holds that middle down and i think he brings the forwards in and what i've noticed as well is he's actually um really utilizing I think Isaac Liu gets a lot off him as well. So he's bringing sort of Liu into the game a lot more mm. with that sort of like hooker to lock uh, ball playing and sort of holding that center down. But I think the key thing is, yeah. as you sort of say, he's reliable and his defense is, is tip top. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And it's hard when you like, obviously, because he was pushed into that role so quickly because of how Sam V hmm. got injured, but he's also stepped up into the role. So he's not just taken it as a coin and gone, okay, this is my spot. Hmm. Like, I'm not going to do anything about it. He's hmm. stepped up into the role. He's gotten his coin and yeah. he's going to use that coin to his advantage. Yeah, it's good. It's a great point. Great point. All right, that's number two. Hmm. Well-deserved. I mean, how are we going to top... David Fafita and Chris Randall. I mean, I think I know who's coming, but I mean, well, who who is who is the man of the hour? Who's number one? Well, it's actually the person that's been our first try scorer for the last three weeks straight, and it's Mr. <laughs> Olafiana Canparera. Oh, you better say well his done. name right because you've got to get it right. Set out of ten with the pronunciations as well. Even I can like. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I the Tino for Saul Malawi. I mean, I've got that down pat. Even though you know that, yeah. but I can't. Lo- it's just loafy <laughs> for me at the moment. So, no, wow. I mean, yeah. He he to me, and I think this is well deserved. Really stood out that game. Yes, absolutely. He's. Average like he's averaging a running meter of a hundred meters per game, which is mm. basically a full field. Yeah. Every game. Uh, yeah. Almost yeah. a full field. Um, which is great. But he's also taking the experience from the other guys, especially because he's paired up with like Sami. I think he's yep. on Sami's side. Yeah. Um oh, no, but he's, he's on taking the... that ex- Yes, he is actually. Sorry, yes. I like yeah. He's on yep. Sami's side. Yeah, Um, but he's taking that experience from Sami and he's using it to his advantage because him and Sami for the last three weeks straight have been doing a combo that has gotten him those tries, especially when, yeah, like especially with like the first week when Sami, which scored the first two tries, although Lofi didn't do them, he was still contributing to those facts. Yeah, and you're spot on. And I didn't even sort of think about that because I do see them switching um, from time to time as well. So, no, it's, yeah. uh, he's on uh, Brian Kelly's side on the centre there. Yeah, so Brian Kelly plays on the on that left side, sorry. Oh, was Brian Kelly four? Yeah. Was so Brian, Brian Kelly four last week? Yeah, he's been play- Brian Kelly's been playing on that left side. Uh, yeah. But I mean, which, minim- which would have meant that he was with shock for the first two weeks. 
I yes. Oh. Uh, yeah. Did shop play, did has shop switched? I think he might. No, have, shop shop wasn't on a wing. He was always in the centers. Yeah. But so it, basically. In, yeah. It makes sense because like um. I'm just looking at it now. Like if he was on. He was on the left edge for. Yeah, he would have been matched up with Sami against the Dragons, which would have been the same for the previous week. Mm. Because, like, obviously he's paired up with Sami and then Aaron's um, would have been matched up with Jojo on the right edge. But they're using those experiences to their advantage at the Titans, and that's what's actually helping us. Mm. It's not putting two youngins on one side to then help each other. It's putting an experienced player from the team with another, with a youngin that can help him. Yeah, but uh, the the thing that really is shone for me is just his strike ability, right? So I think when he's been getting the ball, he is just like he could tiptoe that line and he just explodes. Like he, he even like sort of was starting to sort of he's starting to like kick it back in infield and mm. set things up from nothing but I think there's been like uh, he hasn't really been in the spotlight and now he's got these opportunities and when he's exploding I think everyone's going to start taking notice because I don't think they realise how quick he is, that's the thing and he just goes no, yeah. and takes off so I love it. Yeah, I love like it. people. Like, yeah. Yeah, like you see, like you listen in commentary. Like I listen to commentary all the time because I like to be pissed off all the time. Um, <laughs> but you can see the commentators absolutely take it when he's just taking the ball and just run it, and they're like, "Who is this kid?" It's just like, "Oh, it's Oliviana Camperera running the try line," and it's just like, "What is going on?" But yeah, it's it's realizing that you can utilize young people in the way that you want. You just have to make sure that they're paired with the right people. Yeah, and and we we saw, I think we learned that um, I guess with uh, Toby Sexton um, last year that we just need to get that right yeah. sort of experience around the players, which uh, you know was the four and masterstroke. It's you know speaking of, we might even. C4 and uh, sorry, um, Sexton's uh, slot back into place, you know, in a fortnight. Yeah, so, yeah. I'd like to see, I would actually like to see Sexton with Tana to see how they go together because, yeah. um, as much as I envy Tana's short kicking, which needs to stop, <laughs> it absolutely needs to stop. I'm not kidding any of you. I know you're all listening to this. You need to stop the short kickoffs. You need to stop the short dropouts. Let the ball go as far as you can go. Just let it kick out, please. Yeah. But anyways, um, it's utilizing the people that have trained together in the past to your advantage that can also create a good combo. Mm, definitely. I mean, yeah, we might even see a... I mean, this is obviously a, a discussion for next week, but, you know, like, we might even see a, a Weaver or, you know, like Sexton and Weaver have been carving it up in the Q Cup, so you never know yeah. sort of what's on the horizon. But I think we won't know till sort of team list, um, team list Tuesday next yeah. week. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, um, they won't... I think I saw something about, like, them auditioning as such mm, for the spot, and I'm like, mm. the likelihood of Weasel... Weaver, sorry. Weaver. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> getting that number seven spot over Toby is quite low, mm. but it would be nice to see him on the field. However, we need the experience that has already been seen on the field from Toby. Yeah, true. And um, I mean, I, we're not really sort of doing uh, bold predictions and whatnot, but uh, there's a sort of bit of chat. We will do bold predictions next week, but how you obviously there's a bit of chatter today, particularly of a, of a few new recruits. Um, what's your sort of what's your what's your gauge on that at the moment? Well, from what I've seen, so we're getting a new winger from the Tigers from what I've seen, and then there's a Super League guy coming in from the mix, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But I think having those experienced players is good to have on the sidelines, like I said, with Chris Randall taking over from Zambi, not necessarily putting them straight in on the field, it's having them train with the boys for a couple of weeks or like maybe a month or two mm. and then seeing how they would slot in in regards to the game, not just situating them into the game straight up from them coming in from their other team because that pushes the boys to be like, oh, there's a new person. We need to do it the original way, but that player doesn't know that original way. Mm. It's like leaving them out of the mix. So yeah. Yeah. we so need adding- to just make sure that they're... Yeah, we need to make sure that they're prepped likely for the situations that could come with the boys because we know that they're bound to do anything that they put their minds to. And if it goes good next week against the Dragons, we could see a hat trick from Olafiana, maybe. Mm. Yeah. Um, but not putting, I'm not putting any bets on it until next week. So. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, I think with this sort of new recruit the, from the Warrington Wolves, this this prop Thomas McCarley, I've got to learn how to spell another one. Oh. I've got to learn how to pronounce. But I mean, we we I <laughs> that's think, the know, it's been, challenge. Yeah, it's been a bit of chat, you know, amongst the um amongst us particularly at the moment that we sort of need a bit of size up front. So uh, interesting pickup, and especially too because um, Jam Joel's uh, on the on the sidelines for the you know first half of this year. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Interesting times. Um, Georgia, this has been awesome. Yeah. Great yeah. segment. Love it. Love love the love the detail. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, and we'll catch up next week. Could you believe it? We've, yes. we've just been we've just been speaking for nearly twenty minutes. Dane's gonna have Dane's um, gonna make sure <laughs> Make sure everybody's following the TikTok because we're always posting updates and we're also posting updates about the home game games. Yeah. So keep your eye out for those. Get on the TikToks. Georgia's on the TikTok. She's nailing it down. See, whenever you want to know what's blowing up with the Titans, jump on TikTok. There you go. All right. Thanks, Georgia. Appreciate it. See ya. Bye.